You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but I'm not that Matt Smith. Uh, but we are from MindRobber.net, the home side of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts. Like this one, The Doctor's Companion, where we talk about Doctor Who uh, sometimes every day in a week. Um, so, like, so what's happening? Like what's happening right now, but, uh, you know, not usually. So, uh, if you're just joining the show and you're just like, wow, a daily doctor who podcast yet. Yeah, no, it's not. It's really not. No, no, um, don't, no, don't, get no, 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 no don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Uh, <laughs> uh, the mind robbers versus is our, uh, spinoff, uh, podcast of, um, of our of our flagship podcast, which I'll talk about in a second, uh, in which we we basically we take a show that we love and uh, three times a week we we talk about it episodically. Um, we'll just t- we'll talk about each episode. They're little bite size uh, bite bite size episodes. Um, you know, usually ranging between ten to twenty minutes, uh, depending on what we have to say about the about the thing that we're talking about. Uh, currently, we've been alternating between Superman the animated series and Batman the animated series. Very shortly, we're going to be switching gears and moving into Batman Beyond, followed by Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and then really switching gears to Veronica Mars um, around the first of the year. Uh, so that's that's that. And then also on that podcast, The Mind Robbers Versus, it's also where we talk about movies that have just been released in theaters that we have a lot to say and we want to p- sort of pick apart um, or, you know, talk about the, the good things that it does, the bad things that it does, um, that sort of thing. We kind of look at it from a writer's perspective. We look at things that they did right, things they did wrong. It's not really the kind of review that you might be used to. Um, I think we do something different. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I think we do. Um, we offer something a little, a little different, a little different. Um, uh, and you'll never hear us just dismiss something because we didn't like it. Uh, there's always a chance that we don't like it, but we get it. Yes. There's always that chance. Um, because we are capable of doing that. Uh, uh, unlike a lot of other quote unquote reviewers. Um, (laughs) but then there's our flagship podcast, the mind robbers, where that thing that I was talking about that we do with, uh, with movies on the mind robbers versus. Yeah. Uh, we do that with basically everything else that we, uh, consume, uh, entertainment type stuff that we consume, uh, on the Mind Robbers, uh, that's what we do. We, 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 we talk about the things we've watched, the things we've read, the things we've seen, the whatever, um, things we're working on uh, as writers, uh, and we, 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 we talk about it uh, in detail um, and, and uh, sort of uh, talk about what we thought of the things. And it's, uh, it's a good time. It's kind of just like our, our hangout show. Um, <laughs> Crack open is. some buds, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, although that would be fun if we, uh, if, if, if we ever just decided to just do like a, just like a, just like a, you know, like a mind robbers after dark. 
Um, uh, where little, we just spicy. Just where we just where we just like don't even really have a topic. We just talk. Yeah. Um, yeah, that could be fun. <laughs> um, but anyway, but yeah, the mind robbers uh, where we talk about everything else. And then of course, if you like our shows, please review them on iTunes. If you have questions, comments, concerns, uh, any other sort of thing you might feel like sharing, you can email those to us at podcast at mindrobber.net. Uh, but if you want to leave uh, a comment, uh, start a discussion, uh, go to the website, find the post to this episode, leave the said comment, and then we'll comment back. Uh, yada yada. Discussion. Uh, and then finally, tell your friends, especially if they like Classic Who. There's no reason they shouldn't be listening to this. Come on. Come on. Um, so today we are continuing our our trek uh, through the key to time which has not been nearly as uh, bad as I was uh, as I was I was remembering it being. Yes. Um, but uh, but we're 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 now to the fourth segment uh, of the of the key to time with the androids of Terra. Uh, Matt, why don't you get us started off with a little bit of that background significance that you uh, you you know and love so well? Yes, it's the. Th- what I'm good for. Um, so, <laughs> so it's your role in the show. Yeah, Just accept it's, it's, it's what I do. Uh, so the <laughs> Andrews of Terra, like you said, this is the fourth uh, part of the key to time story, which we're covering this week. Um, perhaps the most mis- interest, most interesting about it is uh, this story was actually very planned, very late in the game. Uh, by the time that they had started um, producing the season, they had planned for five stories, including the rebus operation, the pirate planet, the stones of blood, which we've already talked about. And then two other stories. The sixth final part uh, would be Bob Baker and Dave Martin's The Armageddon Factor. And then they had planned for another story called The Shield of Zarak um, by Ted Lewis. And uh, they were looking for who to make into the fifth, what what, what they would do for the fifth uh, Key to Time story. And based on his success writing Stones of Blood, David Fisher was asked to write a... uh, a, 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 a story because they really liked him and they thought that he did some really good work and as we talked mm-hmm. about yesterday he did um, mm-hmm. so Anthony Reed the script editor was like okay well we'll figure out something for you to do and then uh, this guy Ted Lewis got uh, a parent from what I understand the, the research people that I look up shannonsullivan.com said personal demons so I don't know what that means um, but <laughs> he dropped out and because he dropped out that left him with two slots to fill and uh uh, which eventually the the last slot would go to Robert Holmes, which we'll talk about tomorrow. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, the Shield of Zanuck was a was planned to be like a Robin Hood sort of story, something swashbuckling. Um, and so Ooh. and so Anthony Reed was like, well, why don't you just do like a swashbuckling story so that we can get matched the same sort of tone that we wanted to do? So uh, they picked a very famous novel from 1894 by Anthony Hope called The Prisoner of Zenda. And asked for David Fisher to adapt that story. Um, uh, interesting, just in that, it, and so it was still planned to be the fifth story of the season. And Robert Holmes is the Power of Crow was supposed to be four, but Power of Crow proved to be like as soon as Holmes turned in the draft, it was funny because they hired Holmes. This is a little bit of a preview for tomorrow, but Holmes hi- wrote something that was really expensive and really big and would take a lot of time and effort and stuff to work on. So uh, <laughs> they uh, they cast uh, they bumped uh prisoner what what they were calling the prisoner or the androids of zenda but eventually became the androids of terra um 
they they moved it into the fourth position because it was easier to produce. It was a little bit faster, um, and then they uh, made that made it happen. So it became the fourth story. Uh, it's directed by Michael Hayes. This is the first thing that he's ever written. He's ever directed for Doctor Who. Uh, there are two other things that he's directed. One we've talked about. And one we'll talk about on th- Thursday, I guess, or Friday. No, on Friday. Um, uh, he directed. The the Armageddon Factor, which we're talking about on Friday, and the City of Death, um, which I mean is one of the great Doctor Who stories of all time. Um, so I mean that's kind of what it is. And Andrews of Terra is uh, the I mean it's just the fourth story in the key to time. Uh, I guess that's really all that's important about it. I just find that background really interesting because they wanted to keep a swashbuckling story. Anyways, uh, Andrews of Terra, woo. Yeah, uh, and this, you know, they, they didn't have much uh, swashbuckling going on after uh, Pertwee left. So yes. They were in need of it. Um, all right, well, uh, before we start talking about it, just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, absolute edition at 35 to 45% off, uh, plus new release specials at 50% off every week. And remember, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So uh, thanks to InStockTrades.com, and be sure to check in uh, to InStockTrades.com from now until uh, the end of November, in which you can get uh, anywhere between... Uh, 40 to 45% off all uh, Doctor Who uh, graphic novels, which are normally um, normally only uh, 30 or 35%. So uh, they, they bumped it up 10%, um, depending on the publisher. Wow. So, uh, yeah. 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 Uh, extra, extra 10% off. So uh, make sure that you uh, get your Doctor Who comics from InStockTrades.com because uh, you're going to uh, – uh, get more uh, more bang for your buck. Mm. Bang for your buck. That's what they're about over there. Um, all right, so the Androids of Terra, this, uh, like, it's funny because watching this, like, doing this key to time thing, I, there was always one story in particular that I was thinking of every time that I thought about, uh, every time I thought about the key to time. And I, we hadn't gotten to it yet because while I was finding bits and pieces familiar with the other stuff, it wasn't what I was thinking of. And then once I started this one, I was like, Oh, this is the one that I remember. Um, I think that this was fine. Um, I don't, I have, I have an issue with doppelganger stories in general. I just kind of think they're BS. Um, if they had just stopped at the Android doppelgangers, I would have been like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. Android, Android doppelgangers. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. (laughs) As soon as you have the mystical princess that looks exactly like Romana, that's when I'm done. Um, I can't, I just can't, I can't get over that. I can't, I hate doppelganger stories. I, 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 they never make any sense. Uh, and, and it's a thing where you're just supposed to shrug and, and just be like, oh, just accept it. They couldn't afford another actor. Uh, but I, I just, I think it's lazy. I just, I just think it's lazy and it's a cheap solution. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. Um, so I hate that, but I, I think it's a fun story. Uh, and I, and I like, I like all of the characters in it. Um, for the most part, I think, and, and there's, there's parts of it that I like a lot. Um, but I, I just don't, all of the Romana stuff. I hate, I hate it. Like there's a part in this where she, she gets away and then gets kidnapped again, <laughs> like in one episode. 
it's it's just this is not a good showing for for Romana in my opinion. Sure. Um, I I think this is this is like, whoo! This is just like if I like this is what I remembered of Romana was this episode. This is why I didn't like Romana one. Yeah. Um, was because of this story. Uh, so it really it 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 really stuck a thorn in my craw. Like I just I uh, there's something about this that I just can't get over. I don't like that the doctor is. Uh, treated like an idiot by everyone and he's just like yeah no i'm totally i'm kind of an idiot um all the time like he's just he's constantly acting like a moron uh and then and then and then be acting surprised when he somehow un, uh, like uh, outsmarts the bad guy or or the person that's underestimating him mm-hmm. um he acts just as surprised as the person he's outsmarting and it's it's just it's it's an annoying performance by Tom Baker, I think. Hmm. Um, this is not this isn't my favorite. I do think it's fun. I do think it's fun. Um, and it's it's definitely it's better than the Pirate Planet. Uh, but it's still not really what I want. Like I feel like this really feels like a John Pertwee story. And I feel like if John if this had been John Pertwee, oh man, oh man, this would have been awesome. Um. That's how I feel about it. I don't. I don't like Tom Baker in this role, uh, and I and I think like it's entertaining. It's a fun watch. I mean, I watched this one with my girlfriend, and she liked it a lot. Um, and and uh, I mean, I like it. I do, but I I just think there are some things that I just can't get over. Um, the doppelganger thing is a problem, and the uh, the 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 Tom Baker fourth Doctor constantly acting like a complete bumbling idiot. Um, through the whole thing where he like wins a sword fight by accident. Like it's just, ugh. I don't, and I, and I, and I know, I know you're a sucker for a sword fight, but that was a bad sword fight. Um, that was a really bad sword fight. I hated that sword fight. It didn't even, it was just like, it looked like two kids slapping swords together. Mm -hmm. Um, it just, it wasn't good. Uh, maybe, maybe hire another actress to play the princess and maybe hire a fight choreographer. Maybe. Um, (laughs) So that's how I feel about it. I'm sure you love it a lot more than I do. Um, but I, I just, I just like it. Like it's one that I wouldn't be opposed to, to watching again ever. Like, I, I think, I think it's fun. Like it's one that if some, if somebody was like, let's watch Androids of Terror, I'd be like, all right, yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? Let's do it. Um, but it wouldn't be one that I would just like be like, man, you know what I could go for? Some Androids of Terror. Like that'll never happen. Um, <laughs> So there's just there's too many there's too much stuff in this that I don't like, but there's enough in here that I do like that I can I can work my way through the stuff that I don't. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I feel about and it. And it's funny you say that because uh, this story is so based on um, its story is so uh, what you're talking about the doppelganger story is basically everything that has to do with Romana and uh, the the doctor you know is clearly a big part of the story and. Um, uh, I mean, those two things, not liking those, like, just means that I was, I, like you said that I was, I, I would honestly expect you to not like this. Um, but I'm glad that you do. Uh, I love this. Um, I've always loved this story. Um, just because I think it is bonkers. Like, this is just completely mad. Um, in the best of ways. Uh, I don't mind the doppelganger story so much. I mean, that's, 
that's uh, I, I get where you're coming from and I agree I don't think it always works the doppelganger story but I think that what makes it good here is that that's really just a send up of the original Prisoner of Zenda which I have never read um, but you know you do research into it and that's the story about mistaken identities and people who look the same um, in like a Shakespeare sort of way where you have like you know uh, comedy of errors or something mm-hmm. um, that's just it's just a personal thing and it's a thing too where it's like if, if if they had just if they had just or explained it away where um like they do later when Romano 2 shows up and and you see that Romano 2 is is Lala Ward and you're just like um wasn't she just in the last story that Romano 1 was in and it's like yeah that's where I got the idea for the look if they had just explained it away by being like oh she chose that uh, that the way that she looks by like something she read or something with that person. And, and this is just a thing that Ramana does. She steals the way that she looks like each of her regenerations. She steals the way it looks mm-hmm. from uh, an existing person. Then I could just, I could just be like, Oh, okay. Well, that's just a Ramana thing. And, and then I could just be fine. Like the way that I'm fine with the doppelganger stuff in, um, Vampire Diaries, because they explain it away with, like, a mystical thing. Sure. Um, where it's, like, bal- checks and balances and blah, 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 blah. So, like, as long as there's a reason for it, I'm fine. I just don't like the crazy random happenstance of it all. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things you really just kind of just – you either go with it or you don't. And I totally get mm-hmm. not going with it because it's really, really, really silly. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I, I love this. I actually honestly – I think that this is one of my favorite just Tom Baker stories for Tom Baker. I know that you just said you weren't a fan of it, but I, going through this, I just really love his performance. This performance is Fisher writing the Doctor as Columbo, just in the way where it's like he is, I mean, he's acting the buffoon, but he's constantly ahead of everyone. Like, he's constantly out thinking and out gunning and, like, running circles around everyone in a way that I don't think I appreciated the first time just because I thought that Tom Baker was a little haughty and full of himself, but now I look at it and it's clearly, like, that's the thing he wants to do. Um, And I love, I mean, I love that. I think that it's such a clever, it's such a, I think it's it's really well deployed. Like, the part where where Grendel walks in and, and says, hey, I'll offer you the kingdom, and the doctor says, really? And then he walks out and just goes, hey, uh, he just offered me the kingdom. It's perfect proof of, like, what the doctor's doing here to fix that. Um... And I, and I mean, I like that. And I love that, you know, no one in this world is aware that they're on, they're, they're doing Prisoner of Zenda or this romantic swashbuckling tale. But the Doctor is, and the Doctor is just, like, constantly just, like, making ridiculous fun of it. Like, uh, what I love about this is just how much, so much of it doesn't make sense outside of a... Of a campy story convention um and the doctor's just constantly playing with that dynamic in a way that is real and true um you know there's no reason to believe that he would be uh a great sword fighter there's no reason to believe that but you know and he kind of gets his ass kicked at the beginning but Mm -hmm. then you get him just being like oh no i can do this because i'm a mass i'm a master of the narrative and then he can just beat count grendel um and i like that i like that it's just like you look at the other things Better in the story that don't make sense, like, and I, I just, I love all of those things. It's just, just this story is just so quirky and everything that I kind of want from, like, a story like this. If that makes sense, it reminds me a lot of something like The Princess Bride, just in the the mm-hmm. way that it's tonally constructed. It's like a low fantasy courtly tale and swashbuckling. Oh, so mm-hmm. great. so great. Yeah, no, I get the Princess Bride vibe definitely because it's. 
it's not just swashbuckling, but it's also like a comedy. Yes. Um, yes. Where where all the characters are just like, oh no, we're in on the joke. We get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and and I, I mean I and I get all that. It's just there's just there. Yeah, I just I can't I just can't get beyond the the uh, the plight of our main characters in this. Um, sure. It sure. just it it just they just don't do anything for me. But I like everything else that's going on. Like I like all of the, <laughs> I love the the um, uh, the android being sent to assassinate the other android. Like it's just <laughs> like it's just so ridiculous. Um, oh, it's, it's ludicrous. All of yeah, the, <laughs> all of the plots in this are just so insane. Like yeah, so- no, I love all that. Like that's all great. Uh, yeah. it's, it's just, it's just like how it all comes together. Um, because Romana just happens to look exactly like, uh, princess Strella. the princess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I just can't, I can't rectify that in my brain. Sure. So. Sure. And I mean, that's going to definitely stop you from enjoying it, but it's, but you're right. Like all of the things around it, like even, like even without going on that, like you have this guy, Count Grendel, who is like one of my favorite Doctor Who villains ever. Um, oh, he's great. He's a, like, I just, I can't not talk about him without smiling like I am right now. Like there's a point in the fourth episode where, I mean, this guy just has so many plans. Like there's mm-hmm. like, there's like a mustache twirler and then there's Count Grendel. Like Count Grendel is like his plan at the end of this is, okay, so the princess will not marry me. So I'm going to have this girl who looks like the princess marry the king who has who is not actually the king because an android was on the throne and the and, and an android's technically in charge of terror right now but the android is dead. We don't know that whatever. Um I'm going to have Romana marry this king and then the king's going to get killed and then Romana's going to marry me and then I'm going to kill Romana and then I will get the kingdom. Like that's his plan. And that's his backup plan. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> That's, that's his backup plan. Like that's 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 what's great about it. It's like it's not just that it's his plan. It's his backup plan. <laughs> like his first plan is just as ridiculous. Um it involves and it and it involves him climbing up in the throne when everyone is in the next room fist pumping and then leaving. <laughs> and the doors are open. Like it's just Yeah. It's so funny, like, like, and it's not like the doors are small. Like, he walks into a great hall, or at least great hall in the terms of like what a Doctor Who budget can get away with. Yeah, and he just sits on this throne, and the doors are still open. Like anyone could see that he walked in there, and it's just like, like, Whoa, there's I dozens the of people in the courtyard, like yeah. just just outside the throne room. Yeah, like no one, no one, no one saw this. Like, it don't, I don't believe that for a second. Um, <laughs> so, so you have that, and then like the best part, the best part of these plans is like. He will tell people that this is his plan. And because they're so ensconced in this narrative of like, uh, how do I, let me back up for one second. There's a point at the beginning of the fourth episode where uh, Princess Reinhardt is describing to Romana what, uh, what this plan is. And he goes at one point, and that's how Count Grendel, champion of widows and orphans, will take over the kingdom. Let me stop you right there champion of widows and orphans like (laughs) like 
<laughs> like in a way where it's like only only in this story because the guy is so nefarious. Like at no point do you ever believe that this guy is kind of a good guy after he gets Ramona to his castle. Like there's like when he, he first when he first shows up, you think it's gonna be like a Don Quixote story. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. he kind of looks like Don Quixote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He really does, and it, in a way that is really exciting and cool, and you're just like, oh, this is the knight that's going to sweep Ramona off her feet. And, you know, he does, but in a way that you're not anticipating. Mm-hmm. But then, like, he just goes he just goes crazy. Like, the guy just does the most ridiculous plots in a way where it's like, <laughs> you know, at the end of the first episode, the doctor and uh, Reinhardt and the two men who are working for Reinhardt all drink from this mug, from this from this. Uh, wine or something but the wine's been poisoned or drugged and it drugs all four of them and the (laughs) the doctor crawls over to the door to try and escape and the door opens and there's just Grendel standing there like just (laughs) in a way where it's like dude don't you have like a whole bunch of henchmen to do your dirty work for you like in terms of like the go-getterness, I love like a bad guy who's a go-getter. Like yeah, Count he's Grendel like a, is he's like a Disney villain. Oh god, he's so great. Like he's just so great. Then, I like, keep waiting for him to like break out into song any minute. Oh my god, it's so perfect. It's so <laughs> it's so perfect. And he yeah. like he looks evil. He's got like this big nose and a wart and a pointy chin. And like he just he just does the most insane things. Like and no and everyone because they're in this narrative just believes what he's doing. Where they're just yeah. like he just like walks in under a banner of truth and they're like we should trust him. And the doctor's like guys, what we've been through this for like three episodes. <laughs> what makes you think that he's gonna actually do what he says? Like, well, and what? that and that poor guy that like is just is just trying to to crown the next king. Like that's all he's trying to do, and <laughs> and the count just keeps bringing him in to all of his. His, uh, his 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 ridiculous plans, and he's totally oblivious. Totally yeah. oblivious. Like he's just like, oh well, whatever you think is best. Okay. <laughs> so like, he's just going with it, you know. Whatever. So you say I'm gonna marry the princess Strella and the prince Reinhardt, yeah? And then Count Grendel's like, yeah, but then Prince Reinhardt's gonna die, so you're gonna have to do another marriage tonight. And he's like, to who? And he's like, to Princess Strella and me, of course. Like. And he's Tells like, him, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, of course, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> I'll be honest, that is a red flag. Like, that is just <laughs> that is just a huge red flag. The second someone says that to you, the answer is, wow. Let's pray. Let's probably take a step back and not trust this guy. Like, let's just not. Let's just let's just not do it. And they keep they keep trusting him because you know the narrative says he is the champion of widows and orphans. So. They oh just do. God. And it's just, I mean, it's just brilliant. Like, it's just brilliant. And they keep just upping the stakes to the point where I know the sword fight at the end is not is not perfect. I, I like it just because I like seeing Grendel fight the doctor. But um, you have this thing where Ramana then goes, he's the greatest sword fighter in Terra. And you're just like, oh, he's that too? Like, how is this guy constantly, like, not winning everything? Like, the guy is born with, like, four different golden spoons in his mouth. It's amazing. Oh, he's he's the best. And I love that he like at the end when the doctor beats him, he just like does a swan dive off the top of his castle and then swims away lazily. Like that's, <laughs> that's just like that's a thing. Like, oh, he's like he's like the best thing and my favorite thing about this whole story. Like, I just yeah. oh, my God, I can't get enough of him. Total missed opportunity, though, because after he jumps off and the doctor like throws his hat, it's a helmet doctor. Um <laughs> He's like, you forgot your hat, and he throws the hat at the the helmet at him. Like, it's total missed opportunity. You just hear a clunk, and him go, ow! 
because that would have been great. <laughs> yes. And it's, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is, like, that would make sense in the story because this story is just silly but also very funny. Like, it's a very... Mm-hmm. It's a very comedic story, but not in a way that is like Invasion of Time over the top or Douglas Adams Pirate Planet. Like it is, it's just very comedic and very much like, let's have a really good time with this. Let's just do a send up and have a really great time and we love you. Like that's what it is. And it's just brilliant. Like it's just so, 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 so brilliant. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, oh my God, I could watch it again right now just because it's just, it's, it's completely insane. (laughs) It's, I mean, it is, it's a lot of fun. I mean, that's, that's uh, ultimately like, I can't say too many negative things about it because it is a lot of fun despite it's, uh, it's, it's the flaws that I see that it has. Yes. Um, yes. It's, it's still, it goes, it goes beyond its flaws and, and just, is just so darn entertaining the whole time that you can't help but, um, find it endearing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, then that's its strength. And that's one of those things where it's like, I was worried going into it. Like, Oh, am I going to like this as much as I did the first time? Cause like for a while, this was my favorite story of the key to time until I rewatched Rebos. And I think Rebos is better. Um, yeah, but this is like easily my second favorite. I mean, as much as I love stones of blood on rewatch, like this, just, this was just a hundred minutes of me just with a big grin on my face, just like thoroughly thrilled, just yeah, thrilled. (laughs) Just cause it's, it's just so it's just so it's just it's just nuts. Like especially that yeah. that Romana cliffhanger at the end of episode three where Grendel walks in with the flag of truce and then throws a spear at a robot. Like he's just <laughs> like his plan to lure the doctor in by a threat of power is just like he's just like he's just like, Not if the king's dead and he throws a spear at the king. I, I just love that he comes in with the truce and there the the one guy is like, Hey, uh go just you know, go go pat him down or whatever before he comes in. In here and then he just comes in holding a spear that was not taken away from him yes it's like it's like my my white flag was attached to a submachine gun <laughs> <laughs> oh man and, and then he throws it at the king and the king explodes and then he escapes and you realize that this whole thing was just a plot to get ramana back and you're just like well, what a waste of time but in a way that is like wonderfully doctor who like just wonderfully mm-hmm. ridiculous Doctor Who because Romana is not a part of the narrative until that point, and then she's just completely just shunted back into the basement dungeon, and you're just like, oh my god, like yeah. <laughs> I do love that Romana doesn't know what a horse is, <laughs> where she calls it an infernal machine. Yeah, she's just like, go, <laughs> go. Why aren't you going? <laughs> which is which is. Uh, just just fun irony when you see one of one of the outfits that Romana 2 wears is just a total like horse rider's outfit like yes yeah <laughs> so funny at one point they went to a they went to a horse ranch and just rode around for a while i think that's what mm-hmm. that, I think that's and then she's what... like you know i really like these things what do you call them again <laughs> Infernal machines. Uh, <laughs> Infernal machines. Yeah. Um, the other one character uh, who I feel like we have to mention just because it's just too ripe an opportunity um, is uh, Madame Lamia, played by Lois Baxter, because it it's does a squiggle this, face, right? The squiggle face. Who yeah. I love 
one, because she's an unrequited love in a way that is kind of believable, but also because of the way that they address it. Um, and I love that David Fisher here, I mean, like, I in Stones of Blood we talked, I, I might have mentioned that he writes children's television. Um, this is very much children's television, but it's also, like, very interesting just from the, from, like, an adult perspective, because there's this point in episode two where uh where Romana's just like what are you doing to her and the and Count Grendel just goes I showed her a, a, a courtesy once and you're just like uh oh, that was a lonely drunk night um oh no <laughs> and like she's just living off of that and I like that it's sad but I love that it it just goes right up to it and just like yeah they they did it like <laughs> <laughs> And like, and like, not just they did it, but like he rocked her world, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> like that's actually the way it went down. And he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and when she dies, it's really sad. And he's like, really, he's like a little bit sad about it. But like, oh my god, just that bit where he's like, I showed her a, a fine courtesy once. You're just like, oh god, they did that. Um, <laughs> and he's like, and now I have to live with it. Boo. <laughs> Oh man, this is wonderful. This is just really, really wonderful. Um, just, oh, I wish, I wish there were more like stories like this. Like, and you're right. Like Disney swashbuckling, sword in the stone style. Mm-hmm. Just, just like a courtly politics story. Like it's just, oh, it's so great. It's so great, mm-hmm. and I, I can't get enough of it. Um, one other thing we have to mention, I love that they find the, the, the segment to the key to time in the first seven minutes. Oh, like, yeah. That's, that's a, I mean, it's a simple structural thing, but it's just like, nah, that's really refreshing. Yeah. yeah it's way different than, than every other time. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was starting to feel a little Sailor Moon-ish. Yes. Um, yeah. Where you're just like, oh, uh, they, they fought the bad guy and that thing was left behind. Okay. <laughs> but in this she just like finds it and then they they spend the rest of it just kind of looking at it until they finish the story and then they're just like ah we got it back like yeah it's just it's i i love i love the doctor going fishing <laughs> and i love the the callback at the end where he's like i didn't even catch one fish <laughs> that made me laugh <laughs> oh it's so good oh this story is so wonderful oh and i i mean really good use of K9 who manages to fit in here mm-hmm. better than I think he has in any of the other stories outside of uh, him fighting the pirate planet parrot. Um, yeah. I love K9 in the boat. <laughs> just that, that the end the just best. like master. Yeah. Master. <laughs> He's just floating around. <laughs> and the doctor's just like, ha. <laughs> and that's how it ends. Yeah. He's just like, ha, stupid dog. <laughs> Oh, thumbs so far up for this story. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's a lot oh of fun. God, it's so much fun. Um, I am excited to talk about uh, The Power of Kroll. Uh, I'm interested to watch it. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, eh, Robert Holmes. And, I mean, you know, it's the one that got away uh, from Robert Holmes is what people say, I guess. But I don't know. I'm just I'm, – I'm interested to see what that looks like. Yes. Um, and – I am hoping that we both are surprised and like it more than we think we will. And uh, because I really don't want to, I don't want a lackluster story right before what you call the worst Doctor Who story ever made. So <laughs> it, it'd be a nice respite. 
Yeah, we are waiting for the hammer to drop on this series. Like we yeah. are, <laughs> we are waiting for it to happen at this. Season. It's an inevitability. It's it's coming. Oh oh oh, and I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. But I mean, I want I want Power of Crawl to be good. Power of Crawl, interesting. Only like one of the few stories I've only seen once, like Stones of Blood. So I haven't seen this hmm. since the original blog, and I didn't do the original blog of it. So there it is. Oh okay. Well, <clears throat> oh, fingers crossed. Fingers fingers so crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. But um. Before we wrap up, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS is the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures. Basically, anything you can get from a local comic book shop, you can pre-order from DCBService.com uh, roughly two to three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts at 40% off. Ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like. You only pay six ninety five in flat rate shipping. So uh, thanks to DCBService.com. Uh, power of crawl uh, tomorrow. Uh, so so that that should be that should be pretty good. Um, but until then, uh, we'll go check out our other podcasts. I guess if you really need more of us. Um, what's out this week? <laughs> where are we? I don't, I don't know. know where we I don't are. Know where we are. I, um, I don't know. There's probably Lone Ranger review was up a few weeks back. Uh, Pacific Rim was out. Pacific Rim should be up. Yeah, Wolverine should be out or coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, lots of stuff there. Yeah, you if, know, you, if you if you like on, movies, we're on the last week of uh, of, of uh, the second to last time we're covering Batman. But that's what. Oh we're yeah. Doing. yeah, yeah. There you go. And then next week is our last week of Mind Robbers versus Superman. So do that. Nutty. Yeah. That's Nutty. Um, all right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow with Power Crawl. Bye. Bye, guys.